Money FM 89.3. Best of your money. Market View on Money FM 89.3. Tech stocks climbed higher overnight as the Nasdaq hit a new record high, but U.S. blue chips did not join the party. The Nasdaq jumped 1% to top 10,150. The S&P 500 finished higher as well, while the Dow fell a third of a percent. Here in Asia, stocks are generally trading higher this morning. Tokyo, Seoul and Sydney are all in positive territory. Joining me to discuss the market action is Ryan Huang. Good morning, Ryan. How are you doing today? Morning, Michelle. How are you? Feeling good. So, do you know where you're voting? I am right now in the mm. ward of Tanjong Paga. How about yourself? Okay, so I'll be making a difference at Bukit Bato SMC. Yes, every vote counts. Indeed. Uh, and I just learned, you know, for people who don't know where they're voting, you can head to an online resource, the ELD website, put in your IC, mm. and uh, it comes up really yeah, quickly. So, so, really easy to check. So this year, you've got an allocated time slot. So make sure Mm. you turn up for that slot. Yeah, and that your time slot comes up as well, in addition to where you're supposed to be. So great that you can get all this information online. Let's turn to markets this morning. They appear to be facing a tug of war between an improving global economy and concerns that COVID-19 will force new shutdowns or at least slow the reopening. So I want to touch on each of these factors, starting with the U.S. economy. There are a few new reports out, one on manufacturing in the U.S., another on jobs. That's encouraging. Tell us more. Yeah, I think tug of war is the right word. And right now I'm looking at the markets and it's been going back and forth. And if you look at the Asian markets right now, you've got Japan flat. And like you mentioned, um, Korea and Australia just above break-even point. And Mm. that comes after a night of action on Wall Street where investors were struggling to find direction because there there were so many different news, so many different headlines, you had a mixed bag of data. So let's start with what we have on the manufacturing front. So that was the encouraging news. And this comes from the ISM's latest survey around manufacturing activity. So good news, it has broken a three-month um, losing streak. So it's now jumped back to 52.6. So that's above the 50 mark, which separates expansion and contraction, jumping from 43.1 in May. So it's back into expansion. So that's good news. Uh, But of course, you have to take into consideration as as well that this does not take into account the recent developments where you now have more um, businesses scaling back on or rolling back some of those reopening plans. So Mm. you do have a spike in cases in many US states. So that could be a dampener in the uh, numbers to come down the road. Yeah, manufacturing, I was looking at the numbers, also picking up in China and Europe. But over in Japan, manufacturing sentiment has dropped to its lowest level in a decade. We'll take a closer look at what that means uh, in Money and Me coming up in the 10 o'clock hour. Okay, on the other side of the equation, we do have COVID-19 cases rising sharply in parts of the U.S. There is some potentially encouraging news on the search for a vaccine, Ryan. Tell us more. Yeah, so this is a company that you might have heard of. Pfizer yeah. is one of the big companies on the Dow. And this is with its partner, biotech firm BioNTech. So what's happened is they had a small, I guess, um, group that showed positive results from their latest vaccine developments. So their clinical data was quite encouraging. So this involved a group of around 45 patients and they showed rather encouraging um, data points. And this got the market excited because it 
indicates that, hey, maybe a vaccine is around the corner. So you had the stock price of Pfizer going up more than 3%. But it is, just to remind people, a very small group. They need to do further testing. They need it to be peer tested as well in medical journals. So there is still quite a long road to go to get a vaccine and also to get the vaccine to a large enough scale for everyone mm. to have a dose. So you've got a couple of things to get to step by step. Yeah, since the start of the year, biotech stock up 97%, shares of Pfizer down 16.5%. All right, I want to turn now to precious metals, Ryan. Positive news on the search for a COVID-19 vaccine led to a bit of selling in the commodity markets overnight. But earlier this week, the futures contract for gold topped 1800 US dollars an ounce. That's the first time it has done that in nine years. Overall, it seems investors and analysts pretty bullish on the precious metal. Why is that? Yeah, we had a strong year for gold in 2019. And so far, it doesn't seem to be running out of steam. If I look at gold prices for the past year, it's up 25%. In the past month, it's up 2%. So what is driving up gold prices? Mm. Uh, Typically, there is this thinking that gold is a safe haven asset. And that is partially true because you want to store your value in gold. But there is now a bit of a different um, relation or dynamic right now because of what's going on with the stimulus measures and what the central bank is doing in terms of pumping money into the um, economy. So what's happening is even though stock markets have been rallying in the past few months, gold prices are also rallying. Typically, it works um, conversely. And that's because right now, what's inflating the action in The stock markets is an abundance of liquidity, a lot of money pumped in by the Fed through stimulus measures. So that's pushing up stock prices. But at the same time, it is pushing down interest rates as well as the yield on bonds. So you're left with pretty much not a lot of options if you want to have a defensive uh, hedge in your portfolio. So a lot of people are not not just left with um, the option of going to gold as a defensive hedge and also the dollar is going down or drifting lower because of the stimulus measures. So the cost, the opportunity cost of holding gold is also going down. And that's another reason why gold prices are pushing up higher. Do you think there's substantial room for gold as a driver against inflation to run? That is one theory. And I think if you look at what people are saying, uh, we've seen gold prices go up for the past seven quarters in a row. So the thinking is there is no sign of it stopping because if you just heard from the Fed overnight, they are indicating rates will remain low for as long as needed. So you have a long road ahead of low interest rates and that is going to be supportive of gold prices for a long time. All right, turning from the yellow metal to tea, the letter, not the drink. Ryan, what company is the most valuable car maker in the world? <laughs> used to be Toyota. It used to be another tea. Now it's <laughs> a new tea. And that is Tesla. Tesla Indeed. has overtaken Toyota in the, I guess, fast lane to growth. And yeah, it has the highest market cap of any auto manufacturer, Tesla. Tesla shares rose more than 3% overnight. The company now has a market cap of more than 200 billion US dollars. That is nearly 30 billion more than Toyota. But which company makes more cars? Of course, Toyota, and that's uh, because they've been around for so long. They've got the market share, they've got the supply chains in place. Uh, What's worth noting is Tesla, on an annual basis, has not yet made a profit. 
And also, you have to remember, <laughs> Toyota makes many more times in terms of car sales, in terms of revenue than Tesla. So what's happening is investors are pricing in a very bright future for Tesla. They expect that to happen. And in fact, Tesla's um, pr- um, stock price now at $1,100. That is about 300 times um, full, full year earnings. So a lot being priced in in this uh, lofty uh, market cap and that you have, or you have the critics coming to say, hey, you don't have the strong enough underlying fundamentals to support this rise. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Look at the numbers. Toyota sold more than 10 million cars last year. Tesla, 367,000. All right, let's move now to the STI because it is 13 minutes past nine this morning. The Straits Times Index jumped 20 points yesterday or three quarters of a percent to close above 2,600. How is it doing this morning? Yeah, so STI on a two-day winning streak. So will it continue today? So far in the opening minutes, it is not. It is down 0.3% at 2,602. So pretty reflective of the lack of conviction behind the opening numbers. You've got a mixed picture across the screen and investors trying to find some some, some stronger leads um, in this morning's action. And looking at the top movers, it is pretty much flat for DBBS. Uh, UOB is down 0.5%. And looking at Sri Tang, um, Agro is interesting, it's up 7.6%. And pretty much choppy action across the uh, morning numbers. Not a lot of highlights to watch up or look at it right now. All right. Thanks very much. Ryan Huang there with Market View. Market View on Money FM 89.3. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. Join Michelle Martin on Your Money with Influence. Read with Michelle and Money and Me, 9 a.m. to 12 noon, Monday to Friday, only on Money FM 89.3. It's a large and growing market for Chinese apps, but India says no to 59 Chinese apps. They've banned apps from TikTok to Hilo to WeChat. Uh, what does this mean for the app valuation? The companies that is behind these apps. We're going to find out in Money and Me in half an hour. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.